You're listening to the Exhibitionist Podcast, hosted by Nicola Reader and brought to you by InspiringExhibitors.com and ProExtra, a wholly owned subsidiary of 12th Main Solutions Limited. Hi, and welcome to episode 13 of the Exhibitionist Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in and we're delighted to have you listening. On today's show, we're going to be handing over to an interview we had with Lindsay Amvik very shortly. And Lindsay is CEO of Sea Endless. She's also a keynote speaker and travels the world helping Fortune 500 companies improve their business performance through a whole variety of tactics. And she had a great conversation with us about how businesses can extract more value and measure their ROI from trade shows. So that's a great chat that we're going to be handing over to very shortly. Before we get there, we'll just mention we're recording this on Saturday the 5th of April. A little bit early for us to be recording this this week, but we're actually heading off shortly to Birmingham. And we'll be running the live theatres at the National Convenience Show for the week down there. So to all of the presenters, all the visitors, all the exhibitors who are getting ready for a fantastic week in Birmingham, we can't wait to see you there. And we know you're going to deliver some brilliant new innovation, insight and products. If you're involved in the food and drink industry, it really is the place to be for the next week. What I just wanted to touch on today before we hand over to the interview was something that came up at a training session we were delivering this week with a great sales team who were getting ready for their industry show in just a couple of weeks. And that was around well-being at the show. And it was really interesting. It was fantastic to see that their MD was so supportive of making sure that they all looked out for each other. But they actually made a contract between themselves of how they were going to prepare and engage and behave at the show so that they could put in their best performance. So the things that we were thinking about and talking about um, to the team were things like in the days before the show, making sure you get plenty of sleep, plenty of water and eating well. Trade shows are really physically and mentally demanding. Anybody who thinks they're going for a three-day jolly has obviously never been to an event. Really hard work. So say your show starts on a Monday and you're traveling down on a Sunday afternoon. If you've been out on a bender till five o'clock in the morning, slamming Red Bulls and vodkas and eating pizza and kebab, then it's probably not going to put you in the best physical state or frame of mind for meeting hundreds of visitors when doors open on Monday. So it's something to think about that maybe people never even consider. And then at the show itself, how do you make sure you're alert and engaged and keeping your energy levels high? Well, we'll always say, make sure you have at least two people on your stand. And that gives you the chance to really take a break, refresh, have a wander around, get a coffee, get a proper meal, not just a cereal bar, but actually take some time out to regroup, get your energy levels back up and head back to the stand. We actually had one delegate on the course this week who was talking about how they know their energy levels can drop a little bit and they know they need to take some time out from talking to strangers to just re-engage and reconnect with people that they know to get their energy levels back up. And it's really encouraging to see that kind of self-awareness and that reflection. So if you know you behave in a particular way at a show, whether you know you can sometimes peak too early or whether you get really tired in the afternoons, then just being aware of that and knowing what you might need to do to overcome it and be your best is really helpful. We're also talking about things like wearing really comfortable shoes, drinking plenty of water. If you need to take any kind of medication, making sure you have that on site, All those little things that will just all contribute to helping you have a better show. You and your business have invested so much time and money and energy into the planning stages of a show. If you get there and then physically just aren't in a fit state to commit, then surely it's just a waste of money. 
The other thing the team were talking about were drinks on the nighttime, which I've experienced uh, many times in my career working for a brewer. Um, obviously, a lot of my team like to be out for a drink on a nighttime. There's absolutely no issue with that whatsoever. Trade shows are really hard and there's nothing better than chilling out with a cold beer at the end of the day, chatting, having a bit of banter with your, your colleagues and really reflecting on what did and didn't work for you. But again, staying out till four o'clock in the morning, going clubbing on your feet, dancing and only getting a couple of hours sleep maybe doesn't put you in the best state of mind for the next day. So you might think from this, I'm sounding a little bit preachy and telling adults how they should behave. And it's absolutely not that. How you want to behave at a trade show is entirely up to you. As with everything we do at Pro Extra, I'm just here to hopefully give some inspiration And these are some of the little things that never even get thought about. And actually, if you and your team come up with your rules and you include them in that, hopefully there's a better chance that they'll stick to them. So I think the point of this is remember the little things. They might help you perform better on the day, but make your own rules. Be inspired by how other people are delivering their shows and how you see their team behaving and work those into yours and your team's contract of how you're going to deliver brilliantly at the show. So... Well-being covered, let's get on to today's interview. As I said, we were speaking to Lindsay Anvik over in South Carolina, who is a a mentor and business coach and delivers speeches all around the world to help businesses improve their performance. So here's our conversation with Lindsay. So on this week's episode of the Exhibitionist podcast, we are delighted to invite onto the show Lindsay Anvik all the way from the USA. And Lindsay is CEO of Sea Endless. So welcome to the show, Lindsay. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you. We're excited to have you. Um, so before we get into talking about the main content for today's show, Lindsay, do you just want to give us a little bit of background to your business and your experience? Sure. So I am a keynote speaker and workshop leader. I travel the world um, at trade shows and meetings, uh, conferences to educate people. Um, and I've had a lot of experience um, in the exhibitor and sort of wholesale retail space of setting up a booth, breaking down a booth, marketing a booth. Um, so of course, that's why I wanted to chat with you guys because you guys are the experts on that and have a fun conversation. Well, thank you so much for your kind words saying we're the um, experts. It's brilliant speaking to people like you because I have absolutely no doubt in the next 20 minutes we're going to learn something as well ourselves. And um, it's brilliant talking to other experts because I'm sure we will get loads of value out of what you're going to say for the next uh, next 20 minutes. Um, so we w- really wanted to get into talking to you, Lindsay, today about content really during a show and how exhibitors can use digital content more effectively to really drive people to their stand. But we have done a previous podcast around pre-show marketing, but I think it'd be really interesting and useful to just touch on that. So what do you think can be done in the run-up to a trade show really to help exhibitors um, get the, the right people to their stand and, and market what they're doing so that people know they're going to be there at a show? Sure. Um, I think it's incredibly important before the show to send out emails and to make personal phone calls. No one ever calls anyone anymore. And I'm always surprised and happy to get a phone call from someone who wants to make sure that I'm going to be at the show. And so having that personal connection and instead of jumping right into come see us, just say, how have you been? You know, I haven't seen you since, you know, last May, what's been happening. How's the business? Will you be at this trade show? I would love to see you. We have a 
great new booth with new products or new services that I'd love to show you? Can we set up an appointment? And just having more of a personal connection than doing a blast. Although I, I do agree that an email blast and putting it on social media is very important, but having a one-on-one -on -one connection with your clients is also sort of a lost art that I think should be refound and revisited. And before the show, I think that a lot of preparation can be done for content that can be pushed out during the show. We live in a very visual society. If you don't have beautiful marketing materials, interesting videos, sort of a wow factor with what you're putting in on social media, it's going to get lost in the sauce and no one's going to really see it. So I think preparing ahead of time and taking really great photographs, figuring out your hashtags and content and things like that so that you can set it up to be scheduled to be pushed out. And then you could do some fun things during the show. But doing some real preparation beforehand with the right hashtags. Um, and also, while you're setting up, you know, I think it's great to show the process. I don't think anyone, I think sometimes visitors don't really understand what it takes to set up a booth. And so doing a time-lapse video is always fun to watch, to see it go from a completely empty space to this incredible booth and getting people sort of excited about what's to come. And you're there for a few days or longer with your neighbors. And I think that's also a huge opportunity to sort of say, let's share each other's, you know, sort of booths on social media um, and talk about how we could work together or how we can promote each other because you're across from the aisle from them anyway or next to them. And you end up sort of chatting with them, of course, because when there's a slow time or before the show starts, you're always talking with them. So you may as well help each other and piggyback off each other's followers to gain more traction. Some really brilliant points in there, Lindsay. And um, one of the things I wanted to just pick up on was in terms of content before the show. So you talked about um, that personal engagement with customers and ringing them and, and chatting to them, which is fantastic. But also there being a need for kind of mass communications as well and, or blast communications. Um, and so often we see that content just being come and see us at stand H54 without any real engagement or any detail about why a visitor would benefit from visiting you or hearing what you've got to say. So what do you think makes really great pre-show marketing content that goes out to a lot of people? I think just saying come see us should be the very last line on the, sh you know, on, on the email. You know, one video is great or doing gifts, you know, something that shows something fun about a product or a service of it in action is sort of a fun way to introduce what's happening. Showing a wide variety of what you have to offer or what new things are, you know, what reasons they have to come to see, whether it's new products or new services that they have to come check out. And, you know, sort of teasing them about what is, what is new and why they sort of can't miss what you have to see and how maybe you will only be at this show. And so they can't miss you at this sort of, you know, at this juncture. Um, so I think it's, it's really that point about what are you going to miss by not coming and seeing us? So what, what problem do we solve? What new product do we right. get, get excited about? What, what are the things that... Um, you really, if you don't come and see us, you won't have got the best out of the show that, that you could have done. Yeah. And I think the other great thing to do if, if people aren't doing this already is to segment their email list because there, whether it's a retail show or a service-based show, there are different customers in different sort of, you know, sort of silos that may be 
um, focused on one type of product or one type of service line. And so maybe you send out different email blasts depending on sort of what track those people follow. And that way they're getting even more relevant content. So for a, a retailer visiting a wholesale booth, you know, maybe someone who's focused more on hospital gift shops, they send out products that are related to that. If they have sort of a general men's sort of gift shop, you know, retailer base, then they send them a different email to that to sort of say, this is what would be great for you guys. So trying to personalize the email experience so it doesn't just look like a mass email, I think is also another really beneficial way to have more effective marketing because no one wants to get that random email that says, okay, come see us. You know, it's like, you know, we get a million of those before the trade show. Yeah, absolutely. I think we've all been bombarded with those before any event that we go to. And you just think, um, you know, will you even know who I am if I come to your stand right. anyway? So, so we've talked a little bit there about pre-show marketing. And I think your point about build-up is, is brilliant in terms of sharing time-lapse time lapse videos because people just don't understand everything that goes into putting that stand together. But now when you get to day one of the show and the doors have opened and visitors are flooding through, but you're thinking, oh, I'm just not getting as many to my stand as I want. How do you use content and digital to get that audience that's already in the show hall, but not at your stand to make a beeline and come and see you? I think it's important to follow the show and other major booths that are in the show to see what hashtags they're using, who they're tagging, and create content on the fly, you know, whether it's a video on Instagram, something that's sort of moving um, to get their attention as a way to get people in the booth. And that way, maybe you're missing out. Maybe it's, you know, hashtag, you know, um, exhibit live and, and, but the main hashtag is exhibit live 2019. And so because you're using the wrong hashtag or whatever it may be, you're not getting the kind of traction or getting people to look at as many things as, um, you'd wish. Yeah, absolutely. And where have you seen that done really well? Can you give us any examples of all the trade shows that you've been to where you've seen some really great content getting pushed out during the show? Uh, I went to a, a Halloween expo, which is sort of the biggest Halloween store and costume um, expo uh, in the world, which I thought was such a fun show <laughs> to speak at. And the booths were really interesting and fun. And people got into it. They, of course, they were wearing costumes, but they had really unique sort of use of props and were teasing people with videos and gifts and, you know, sort of, you know, and also, you know, sort of doing that across the aisle marketing where they were sort of having, um, you know, one costume sort of battle another one across the booth to say, you know, this is the fun aisle, come and see us. Um, so I thought that was a very, sort of very creative um, way to sort of get people to come see you because then you sort of, you know, both sides, you know, whether you're a fan of one costume or another, or one prop or another could, could catch your eye and want you to get there. And then both, both, um, booths are posting. And so of course you sort of double the chances of someone seeing it and, and getting to your aisle. And I think the point there as well is about people being included. So as you say, you know, you've got a preference for your favorite character or costume or prop or whatever. It's making people feel like they're part of your stand and part of your story rather than you just broadcasting to them what you're doing. Right. Um, and I would, you know, engage with customers also, you know, utilize the people that come in and show them using your product or service. And, you know, I mean, you've seen it already, but it's their first time experiencing it. So their reaction is often way more fun than you trying to sort of recreate that excitement, even though, of course, 
as whatever product and service it is, we're proud of it, but it's different than someone seeing it for the first time and, you know, whatever it may be. So I think, you know, capturing your customers and also giving your customers some content to share to, um, to their customers is also something that can be done, um, before the trade show, but then shared with them at the trade show as a way to sort of get people excited because anyone who may be following that account who's at the show will see, oh, wow, this person bought from them or they're, they're at this booth and they're, you know, they're finding this to be really exciting or interesting. So I would encourage collaborating with your, with your booth visitors and you know, having them um, be a part of your social media experience instead of it just being you and whoever's running the booth for a few days. Yeah, because I think that's the power of social media these days that we forget sometimes that you've got your audience and we think in terms of just the followers we've got on Twitter or the connections we've got on LinkedIn, but it's actually who everybody else is connected to and tweeting to and, and the power of amplifying your message through collaborating or giving other people reasons to share your content. Right. And I also think that who you hire to run your booth is a critical piece of being successful at a show. And I think too many times there's, it's cavalier and they think they just need a body in the booth. And there's so many moving pieces aside from selling, you know, being part of the social media experience, wanting to share, engaging, having fun, you know, showing excitement and interest in whatever it is that you're selling is a huge piece of it. And if you have people that aren't bringing that personality and excitement to the table, you know, you're missing out on an opportunity to market during the show. And just picking up on that, it's um, slightly off topic, but really interesting because we're talking a lot about digital here for a tactic, which is actually a face-to-face tactic. So trade shows are very much about human contact and people. So what do you think does make a really great booth staffer? What, what do you want in terms of that person on the stand? What are the characteristics that they display? I think they just have to have a very distinct personality. You know what I mean? You don't want it to be just, you know, someone who you could pass on the street and not want to stop to talk to. They have to have a smile on their face. They have to be engaging. They have to be a people person and they have to be incredibly schooled on your product or service because oftentimes this is also a sort of miss. Um, for, you know, when hiring and, you know, I understand, you know, if you're in a new city, it can be difficult to bring people. It's expensive. So you may sort of hire wherever you are, but not taking the time to get them prepared and also to encourage them to share on their social media, to encourage them to create content and seeing how good they are maybe at those things. That should be probably be one of your interview questions. Can you create video? You know, what does your social media look like? Um, are you skilled at, you know, adding text to photos and, you know, um, engaging customers to sort of, you know, share content? Is that a skill you feel like you bring to the table? And to me, that should be one of the main things you think about when hiring. And just on that point, Lindsay, do you think that if you're dealing with um, a squad who are all quite nervous about using social media and their ability, is it better to have just one person who's responsible for creating all your content who really knows what they're doing? Would that be something you'd recommend? I think it's good to have a ringleader always and, you know, to maybe have someone who can approve something before you put it up because you never know. (laughs) Um, Just to double check, you know, of course we want to be trusting and delegate, but we also want to verify that's the part of management. So you know, absolutely. You know, having someone that can be sort of the master and and also someone who can maybe see opportunities and say, you guys should get together for a photo or why don't you take a video of, you know, you know, her 
playing with this new new toy or product or whatever it is um, and sort of getting the ball rolling and, and having them be in charge of that would be a great idea. So just thinking back to creating great content at um, trade shows and we're hearing a lot about Twitter walls or Instagram stories or Instagram walls or different frames that you can use. What are some of the different techniques that exhibitors can use to create really rich content that will get seen and get shared at trade shows? I mean, I think that stories are great. You know, Instagram stories or Facebook stories are great because if, if you miss it, you miss out. So, and it also doesn't clog up your feed. So it's sort of a great way to get sort of fun or reverent posts out there. That's what I think that it's best for. So, you know, catching someone in a moment, um, you know, capturing your employees being sort of silly um, can be fun. Capturing them in their personality. Maybe they are, you know, need two cups of coffee in the morning to get started to, you know, we all need caffeine to get through trade shows, but maybe they, you know, are someone that likes to, you know, have, um, you know, a cupcake every day in the afternoon. So I think, you know, also, you know, figuring out what the interesting points are about your staff or whatever it is that your booth is and trying to hone in on some of those things and tell some of those personal stories or having a cocktail, you know, after the show, I think we all need a cocktail at the end of the day. I mean, at least I do after every, you know, at the end of the day of every trade show. And so sharing that kind of thing and, and great restaurants and things like that, because other people will be looking at that and saying, Oh, we went to that restaurant last night or, Oh, that's fun. Or who's this booth? I don't know them, but I know they like to have a good cocktail, so we, we may get along. So I think, you know, sharing personal stories and showing personalities is, is a good sort of start for content. I'm very impressed that it only takes you one cocktail after a trade show. I think we need about five. <laughs> after. Well, that's what I would start with. <laughs> it always starts with one. <laughs> yeah, it starts to get into trouble when it leads to five or six, I think. Right. So. <laughs> but I think definitely we're talking about trade show has been about people and engaging and face-to-face and actually you have got that license to be a little bit more fun and and have a bit more personality and show who you are as a team rather than just being very corporate and professional and and formal I think it it does give you that chance to kind of be a um, a little bit more engaging Um, and it, it also doesn't have to be just pictures of your booth or product or service it could be you doing cartwheels down the aisle you know, when the show starts, it could be, you know, there's usually some kind of big fun sign or something interactive before you go into the space. So have some of your staff interact with that because people are going to be sort of searching through the hashtag and the, um, the tags. And so it would be, you know, if, if, as long as it's sort of fun and to watch and interesting, you know, you have the chance of someone seeing it. So, you know, the social media part is really important. It's not just about pushing yourself and your product and your service all the time because no one wants to be, to look at content that's just me, 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 bye, bye, bye. You know, you know, being a resource, being, you know, fun, part of the community is also a big part of, um, of being successful. Um, and the other thing that I would definitely do is I would find out who runs the social media for the show introduce yourselves to them over email, um, ask to have coffee with them, you know, maybe share some content and say, you know, how can I help you? You know, is there something you're looking for? Are you looking for more booth shots? Are you looking for more product shots? Are you looking for customer shots? I'd love to share some things so that I can help you do your job. And that way, then you have that relationship with them. They know who you are. They may be more apt to look for you or to, you know, help, you know, create content on that sort of official show account. Um, which can be any, you know, a great way for you to get seen not only by people who are at the trade show, but 
you know, maybe visitors who could, didn't go that year um, and who are, just want to see what's happening and, you know, what new things are at the show. And um, just thinking about creating content and what's engaging, we've touched a couple of times on giveaways and freebies and swag or whatever you want to call it. And sometimes it can be a great way to get visitors um, tweeting about and sharing things if you're giving away, you know, a brilliantly branded gift that's funny. And so how important do you think giveaways are and what should people or exhibitors be thinking about when they're choosing which giveaways to use? And I think giveaways are a great way to get people in your booth, but it doesn't necessarily get them to buy. But if everyone is carrying something or playing with something that you have from your booth, that can get people to be like, what is this? So at New York um, Now, which used to be New York International Gift Fair, there's a couple of booths that give away gold bags or silver bags or really sort of interesting, cool bags that you sort of want. And because it has the logo right on there, you can't help but all day long seeing that. And even though you know a lot of those people didn't necessarily purchase from that booth, they are advertising for you all day long. And so I would eliminate things like pens and, you know, stuff that's, you know, going to get lost and thrown out and think about things that are either fun to play with or people would want to use all the time, or that could be used as sort of a, a makeshift billboard, like a bag that can really sort of, you know, be um, a billboard for, you, you know, your booth for the whole show and then beyond, because if it's a cool enough bag, they'll use it over and over again. And it is an investment, but I mean, I still carry bags from trade shows to do all kinds of things. And so if you're going to invest, make sure that it's cool and interesting and fun and, and put money towards that because, or don't do it at all. Because I think the throwaway ones, it's just money down the toilet. Such a great piece of advice. It's one that um, we give to our clients all the time in terms of trade shows. They are expensive. So either invest or don't, but don't kind of be halfway in between because it will show in everything that you do. So it's got to be either, yes, we're going to do this and we're going to do it well, or right. we'll, we'll not do it at all. So. Yeah. And if you get something that's more expensive, you may want to hold back on who you give it to. So if it's something like a bag and you, you know, you have thousands, give them away, you know, give them, give, give three away to each person. But if it's, you know, something that you've invested in and it's more expensive, I would hold back to see maybe only people that place an order or only people that have sort of been in the booth for a while that you then sort of, you know, um, give the product to. But I would try to push the envelope for what you want to give away. You know, is it a, a cool coffee mug? Think about things that people use every day um, that they would want to hold on to and, as opposed to things that would will easily get lost or, you know, they'll throw in the trash, you know, when they're sort of cleaning out their, you know, trade show bag. It's funny. I wish our, um, our listeners could actually see um, as we're video uh, conferencing to Lindsay uh, at the moment, but Steve and I are sat in the UK, just nodding our heads vigorously at everything Lindsay's saying, saying, yes, exactly. That's that's what we try and help people understand because it is just, you know, holding some of those giveaways back, not feeling you've got to give everything to everybody, give them something of high quality, but only those prospects that you think have got a really good chance of going on and doing business with you. Otherwise, it's just wasted money. So. Of course. Um, there was a booth where he had um, wallets made out of recycled material and they had sort of different themes. They were very cool. They were called, it's called um, Mighty Wallets. And he, his marketing materials, like his brochure was a sort of wallet that he made up 
that, you know, and he didn't have a lot of them. So, you know, he, I mean, he had enough, a couple hundred, but, you know, he wasn't giving it away to every single person. It was such, I still have it. It's such a great sort of piece of marketing materials and interesting. And so I think that was something that I wanted to hold on to just because it was so creative to, you know, sort of spark an idea for another client or another show. So, you know, taking whatever product or service you may have and thinking about creating something to give away that embodies what you are doing, I think is also another really creative way to get people excited about your product and to hold on to it for longer. Um, I went to another trade show where there was, they had a sort of passport for the row, which I thought was a sort of very creative idea where, you know, there was, um, you know, different sort of stamps by, for each sort of booth that we went by and um, depending on whatever they were doing. And so it was sort of a really great way to kind of hit more pieces, you know, booths on that aisle. Um, and at the end of it, then you could sort of look back and see some of the interesting things that that aisle was doing. Of course, that's a very collaborative effort and it would take quite a bit of planning and someone to be the ringleader. But it also got me to spend more time in that aisle because I was very intrigued by this whole process. Yeah, we saw a very similar idea at um, Confex this week in, in London where as we went in, we were given a passport and there were a number of exhibitors who were um, in there offering different deals. So for example, there was one of the hotel groups and they were offering two nights accommodation in London. So you just, you went to their stand, you got uh, scanned, your badge got stand, scanned and there was a, a number on the, a chip on the back of your passport so they could link it up and you knew that which stand you'd been to and then you were entered into their competitions and obviously that had been pulled together by the organizers but quite a creative way for those businesses that thought oh yeah we're going to use this to really drive some more traffic and when you've got a nice attractive prize to give away like two nights free in in a hotel right. it's really worth doing so that those kind of ideas I think are starting to creep in and are, are quite interesting for, for exhibitors to get involved in. Yeah. And I think that capturing email addresses is so important or capturing social media follows, you know, maybe for an exchange for swag is also a very good way because an email address to me is incredibly valuable. I think it's even more valuable than a social media follower because, you know, email is sort of direct communication. They're at least going to see the subject line, even if they delete you. So, and they also have to go through steps to unsubscribe from you. So there's a lot of sort of steps that have to happen for them to not hear from you. Whereas with social, well, first of all, any of these platforms could end tomorrow. They probably won't, but you never know. And so then how will you, con how will you continue to have those followers um, or find them again? You, you know, it's sort of almost impossible. So when you have their email address, you have that sort of direct line to them instead of being sort of a third party sort of connection to them. So I think it's also useful, like you said, you know, have, you know, scan the badge, get their email address, you know, have them follow you on social media as a way to sort of grease the wheels, build your list um, so that you have more of an opportunity after the show and then before the next show to get them in your booth, get them to order. So Lindsay, we have covered so many topics in the last 20 minutes. We've looked at pre-show marketing, at show marketing, we've looked at content creation, we've looked at giveaways. Um, so just conscious of time as we're starting to wrap up a bit, I just wondered, what are your two or three top tips for exhibitors to help them really generate a better return on their investment from trade shows? Um, you know, get, gather email addresses. They are so incredibly valuable and not getting every single person, you know, everyone debates about whether or not having that scanner is worth it. I think it's 100% worth it to have that data in there to see who visited you. 
um, where they're from, be able to check out their business, see if they're worthwhile, you know, following up with. And then of course, for the next show, whether it's that same show or, you know, so many of us are on the circuit and constantly going to new ones. So they may be at a different show that you, you know, they didn't even know you were at. So I think, you know, if you getting those email addresses are invaluable. So that's sort of number one. Um, number two, I think hiring staff and training them to think about how they're going to engage with customers and capture content during the show is important. So say, Hey, maybe when someone's interacting with this new product or get a testimonial from them or get them to sort of share a picture, you know, in exchange for swag or something like that, maybe is an important part of the hiring process, an important part of sort of the booth process, because it's no longer just about selling. It's also about marketing while you're there. Uh, And then I would make sure that you do your due diligence before you even get to the trade show and have beautiful content to share that's scheduled. So that way, if you get really slammed, and half the day goes by because we know how it gets at trade shows. You know, if you're doing well and you're cooking, it's two o'clock and you don't even realize it. Have content that's scheduled to push out. So at least you know that there are some things going out. And then, you know, when you have a moment to breathe, you can create some content on the fly and then push it out. So that way you don't have to worry about missing out on those golden hours to market to people who may be looking through that feed while they're having lunch or while they're having their coffee in the morning. And also, sorry, the, the last one I'll say is make sure that you connect with event organizers and whoever's doing the social media at the show. Having a relationship with those people is invaluable because it helps them know who you are. It helps them want to help you out. Um, and they often don't stay there forever. So they may go to a different show where they could also be of use to you and, you know, um, you know make that connection where you want to help them. You know, give more than you take. And ask them what you can do to sort of help them with their job as opposed to saying, hey, can you put my booth on the main feed? You know, ask them what they need from you and become a resource. And I promise they'll come back to you again and again if you have good content. Brilliant. So I will just recap on Lindsay's top tips there because they were definitely worth capturing. So the four things um, that our expert today is advocating you do if you're an exhibitor is one, to schedule brilliant content before the show so that you know that there's definitely stories and news going out about you during the trade show for when you're busy. Make friends and build relationships with event organizers and those who are looking after the show's own social media so that you can give them what they need and they're going to share it on your behalf. Recruit and train really great staff who understand your proposition and can definitely engage with customers on your behalf. And finally, collect those email addresses and make sure you've got all the contact details And even more importantly, make sure you actually do something with those email addresses once you've got them. They are of no use to you unless you actually follow up and and make a a contact with somebody. So true. They're just collecting (laughs) dust. They're potential money just sitting in an Excel spreadsheet. You know, put them to good use. Absolutely. They are there to earn money for you. So... Lindsay, it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you. Um, We've got so much out of that. And I know our listeners will have have got a huge amount out of it. Um, If anybody does want to get in touch with you on the back of this, how how and where can they find you? They can find me at cendless.com. So S-C-E as in sort of C, vision, and then endless.com. Or they can follow me on Twitter, Lindsay Anvik. That's my Twitter handle. Brilliant. And if anybody missed that, do by all means get in touch with us and we can pass um, Lindsay's details on. So where are you off to next, Lindsay, in your exciting uh, travels around the world's trade shows? 
I am leaving on Saturday for Las Vegas to go to a toy show. So I feel like that would be, I'm so excited to go and see the new toys and play with the games. I'm going to game night. I can't wait. Um, so I think it'll be a great, great show. Wow. I will definitely be following you next week to see what the new toy of 2019 is going to be. I know. I can't wait to see. So thank you so much. Hope you have a, a brilliant rest of the day and enjoy your time at the toy show next week. Thank you. So another great conversation with Lindsay there and hopefully you got lots of value out of that for planning your next trade show. If you're still not sure how Pro Extra can help you, then there's a video we've just posted on the www.inspiringexhibitors.com website that tells you a little more about the things that we're involved in, the services we offer and how you might benefit from them. So pop over to the website and have a look and see if you want to get in touch with us to help you troubleshoot your trade show problems. Coming up in a couple of weeks on the podcast, we're talking to Stefan Appleby, who is a trade consultant at Hanover Communications, which is a PR agency. And we're talking to him about how trade shows can be used as part of an integrated communications campaign. And I have to say, I cannot wait for this episode to drop. It took us about an hour to record half an hour's footage because it was just so funny. We just did not stop laughing. We cover torpedoes. We cover boat shows. I think hot tubs came in again at some point, but it's a really, really great episode. And in and amongst all the laughs, there's some fantastic information and some great value. So don't forget to tune in in a couple of weeks when we're speaking to Steph. So that's all from us this week. Thank you once again for listening in. We really enjoy having your company. Have a great couple of weeks exhibitioning. Hope all your plans are coming together brilliantly. And if you need some help and support, you know where we are. Thanks for listening and talk to you again soon. Hop over now to inspiringexhibitors.com to subscribe to our newsletters, blogs and future podcasts, keeping you up to date with industry insight. While there, you can also find out more about our new book, The Exhibitionist, Inspiring Trade Show Excellence. Once again, thank you for listening.